What were the beer, 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 beer Avengers? Beer, 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 beer Avengers. Beer, 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 beer Avengers. We're the beer Avengers. Welcome to the beer cast, everyone. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Astoria, Queens. I am Captain Porter Brown Stout. Yes, and coming to you from another undisclosed location in the borough of Manhattan. I am Hophead Huck, a.k.a. Pale Male. And coming to you from another undisclosed location in the borough of Kings, Brooklyn, it's the Beer Wonder. And we are the, the Beer, the beer Avengers. Avengers. We're going to get that in unison one of these Eventually. Days. Welcome to the Beer Cast, everyone. Uh, you just heard from us a week ago, but this is our first time getting together in a few weeks. So there's a little hint as to how the behind the scenes, behind the curtain, a little tint of how the sausage is made. Um it's great to be back. Uh, before we get started on our pours, I want to give a quick shout out to some help we've gotten in launching the beer cast. Uh, the guys over at Love of Cinema Pod, Jeff Ostermuller, John Say, and Dave Green uh, gave me a lot of pointers as to how to get this thing published and get it on its feet and all that fun stuff. Uh, also to John Hoffman, who designed our logo that you've seen on all of our various social medias. Uh, really, 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 really want to thank all those guys. And, uh, and yeah, so guys, let's get to the pores. Who wants to start? Who wants to start? Well, I, do. I mean, <laughs> take it away. Take it away. Hophead Huck. All right. Today I have, uh, I'm, I'm st- we're sticking in New York today. Uh, this is called, uh, black is beautiful. It's a black Greek lager, 5% dark lager from non sequitur brewing company. Oh, very nice. Very Gypsy nice. City, Gypsy Brewery. Nice. And it's got that nice... I believe that's called Contract Brewery. Indeed. We don't say Gypsy anymore. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's got Contract Brewery. Beautiful dark color there. You can barely see through it. Also, loving that you're putting it in a moss glass, representing for Oktoberfest. Beautiful. Yes. Oh, that's a beaut. That's gorgeous. All right. Can't very wait nice. to hear how that one tastes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain, do you want to take us away? I will. Uh, this is, uh, I know this is a repeat brewery for me, but I could not resist doing this one. This is from Void of Light. Mm-hmm. It is called Black is Beautiful. And it is an imperial stout with dulce de leche. It's a 10 percenter. So let's see here. We, no, this is, yeah, just pulled this out of the refrigerator. That's a beautiful, oh, that sounds fantastic. And a nice already. little frosted Astoria beer and cheese tulip glass here. Beautiful. Um, I do believe you meant to say Gun Hill Brewing. Did I, what did I say? Void of Light. Oh, <laughs> yes. Thank you for that. This is a <laughs> Gun Hill Brewing, which makes Void of Light, but this one is Black is Beautiful, a lovely Dulce de Leche. Very nice. Amazing. Mm. All right. Well, I'm you know, continuing the, the local trend, keeping it in New York. Uh, I'm staying in my undisclosed borough of Brooklyn. Uh, I've got from our friends at Wild East, Black is Beautiful Belgian Stout at a respectable 7%. Very so nice. I'm looking forward to this. Oh, look Ooh, at that. Ooh, sounded good. Mm-hmm. That was a juicy one, so I'm excited to pour this. Here we go. Gorgeous. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that is that's uh, got, that's very high in that, that old SRM chart you were telling us about. Exactly. You cannot <laughs> see through it at all. Be honest, this is not my greatest pour of all time. It's a little bit aggressive on the head there, that's, but... Yeah. Still, a lot of head good, there, so a just... a good time. Look what happened to mine. 
I know it's nice. Well, the aromas, I mean, the joy of a nice, a nice small bubble, a nice lacing, a beautiful foamy head is of course you get all those incredible aromas. And this has got all sorts of chocolate and coffee coming off of it on the nose already. So once it settles down ever so slightly, uh, I'm excited to, to get a real good taste of it. Very good. I think I'm going to take a little, all right. Cheers, gentlemen. Prost. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. This, uh, it's actually really, really nice, uh, kind of a, a light, light uh, taste for a for a ten uh, percenter, but it's 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 got a but it's got also has a, a rich flavor to it um, because of the dulce de leche. It's got a nice little sort of hint of caramel that uh, informs all of it. It's rich, mm. very, very tasty with the same you know chocolate, coffee, and all that. What as well. is the caramel dulce, is, is strongly there. Dulce de leche. I'm not quite sure what dulce de leche. Uh, yeah, I think, I think it's like it's. Coffee with milk, but uh, so I'm not sure where. I, but is it also is it a dessert of some sort? It may be. I've always I've always known it as a dessert. Yes. All right. So yeah. yeah. So I think it's probably like laced with caramel. Maybe a cake. Not not the trace leches. That's a that's a whole different beer. But uh, right. Yeah. Is, well, is the head subsiding there at all yet, Beer Wander? It's going down ever so slightly. I'm being very gentle with it, but I'm already like it's got that classic Belgian feel to it. That kind of bite that really malt forwardness that you get out of that. Um, but it's all chocolate. I mean, it, it does really almost feel like kind of a, a nice chocolate bar with a little nutty kick to it. Oh. Um, big on the grain, not getting a little bit of astringency, not getting a ton of the like, um, not getting much bitterness, just sort of like a, a, a little bit of drying, but it's it's pretty delicious. And and as you know, um, you know, I, I believe this is the first non-IPA I have brought to our uh, <laughs> super secret meetings. Um, but I, I, this one is it continues. I continue to be astounded by some of the incredible, unique stouts that are coming out in dark beers. Excellent. Yeah, I, I actually picked that one up, one up a little while ago. I really enjoyed that that one a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was uh, the uh, yeah the, yours. The Kvik Lager, the, the head kind of died pretty quickly. And, uh, but the, there's a lot of still a good carbonation and a lot of good flavor. It's definitely got that sort of end of the, end of the, 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 the coffee grounds kind of vibe to it. I, I really think it's, it's, it's much like a dark mild. Mm. Okay. You know, like a, like a second runnings. And they did say online that they're calling it a pseudo lager. Hmm. So I don't okay. know what they mean by that. They're a little cagey, but I actually had a, a problem with my, I had two cans of this, right? Mm-hmm. And when I got home the other night, uh, I dropped one. Oh no! And it it uh, this it busted on the seam of the can. Just uh, like what I was talking about happened with uh, that evil twin I got a while back. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I had to quickly pour it and drink it. It was warm, but mm. I was like, "Well, this is pretty good warm, so it, it is better cold." <laughs> Excellent. Never, never let any beer go spoiled. Top head hawk, doing your duty for society. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's a good quaffable lager. But as you can see, that I'm not getting any lacing. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a clean glass. I'm not going to blame the glass. So I don't know what's going on there. Now, uh, if you're listening to this on the day this drops, we're recording this in mid-October, but it is slated to drop uh, the day before Election Day. Mm-hmm. On the first episode we did, we talked a little bit about how, even though it's not our main focus, we are socially responsible individuals. So uh, whenever beer and and those issues coincide, we want to bring them up. And so that's why we thought the day before Election Day, we should highlight uh, a project that's going on. Now, you might have noticed 
as we each introduced and poured all of our beers, that they all have the same name. It may not surprise you that that is not a coincidence. No, Uh, really? (laughs) These are all beers from the Black is Beautiful Project, uh, started by Weathered Souls in San Antonio, Texas. And I want to read a quick blurb on their website, so I make sure I get all this right about about what they want to do. Black is Beautiful uh, is uh, listed as a collaborative effort to raise awareness for the injustices people of color face daily and raise funds for police brutality reform and legal defenses for those who have been wronged. Uh, For beer drinkers who want to support the cause, with the current tensions that are rising, we thought that it was of grave importance to start the Black is Beautiful initiative. We took a stout recipe and decided to call on our peers in the brewing industry to collaborate in unison for equality and inclusion amongst people of color. All proceeds from the purchase of these releases will be donated to local funds that support police brutality reform and legal defenses. Please look for updates from your local breweries when this beer will release. If your favorite brewery hasn't yet signed on, shout us out and tag them with the hashtag Black is Beautiful Beer. Signed, Marcus B. Weathered Souls, Marcus B. at Weathered Souls Brewing. Very cool. So that's uh, And what's really remarkable about this project is this started, I'm, I, I, I don't know exactly when it started. It started, I think, early in the summer. Yep. Uh, and they mm-hmm. made this call out to breweries all over. Well, I think initially probably they were thinking all over the country, but now it's all over the world. Yeah. Uh, they, yep. uh, they, they, they said basically, even though mine is a 10% and Hux is a 5% and Beer Wonders is a 7% and they're slightly yep. different styles, they all come from the same basic core recipe. They've allowed the different breweries to use their own take on it, their own, you know, tweaking the recipe, but the same basic core recipe. And so it's all basically the same beer. And they, one of the, the rules was everyone has to have the exact same can design. Um, in fact, the one that uh, Beer Wonder has was the first one I saw this summer. But I've, I've found about a half a dozen or so. Uh, but that's all. that just means what I've been able to find locally. When they initially started the project, they said they hope we could get 200 breweries to sign on. We'll feel like we're a success if we get 200 breweries. Well, they got a thousand. Yeah, uh, every state in this country, as well as a number of other countries, it's uh, remarkable. If you go to the website, that's blackisbeautiful.beer. You can find if you're not listening to this in New York, uh, you will be able to find somewhere in your area that has a Black is Beautiful beer. And as it said on the, uh, I mentioned on the website, it said it's even though it's a national thing, they're they they're leaving it up to each brewery to decide who they donate the proceeds for the sales of this beer to mine from Gunhill Brewing, not Void of Light Brewing, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, Gunhill Brewing. They're donating to the uh, NYC Brewers Club Minority Internship Program, as well as Dream Yard, which is an arts organization in the Bronx that is specifically committed to uh, anti-racist uh, missions. Oh, very good. Now, the non sequitur, uh, they're donating to a uh, por- portion of their proceeds to the Michael James Jackson Foundation. And if you guys have heard of this, mm-hmm. uh, it's a fund scholarship awards to black indigenous and people of color within the brewing and distilling trades. So actually trying to bring more people of color into the uh, craft brew industry, which is like a lot of industries lacking uh, in that. So it's definitely a, a, a white dude uh, atmosphere a lot of the time. And uh, I think a lot of the breweries are, are, this has become kind of a fallback one. Uh, it's I see I see a lot of breweries uh, using this uh, foundation. 
Yeah. Uh, six well, points and, went out today and said this, they, they're, all their proceeds were going to the, the Michael James yeah. Jackson Foundation. And that, of course, was set up by uh, Garrett Oliver, who is the head brewer over at um, Brooklyn Brewing Companies. Right. Uh, and they're, I did check in on their GoFundMe today because they do have one going out. And they're very close to their goal. It's been up for about two months, but they're looking for $200,000. So if you want to throw some uh, some money into this as well, definitely check them out at uh, their website and also on their GoFundMe. Yeah. And uh, for me, over at Wild East, uh, they've got two, one that's uh, very local to us and one that's a little bit further afield. Um, they're splitting proceeds between uh, the NYCLU, um, so working in local communities, as well as the Meharry Medical College, which is the oldest and largest historically black academic health science center in the country. So really focus on, on health initiatives with this one, which, uh, which is exciting, especially in our current moment. Yeah, I like that. I remember I, I read up on that a little bit. Yeah, that's really a, a, a pretty cool college. Mm-hmm. And I had never heard of it. So that's pretty pretty nice. Good yeah, it's interesting. Is a, uh, it, it's, it's been an issue that's been highlighted that there's, a, there's not a lot of minority representation among, uh, mm-hmm. among breweries. And so that's what, why some of these, like the scholarship program, int- uh, is, is, is being highlighted there in a lot of the, the programs. Yeah, um, it- in fact, I did a little research this week, sort of knowing that we were coming into this episode, and yeah. um, only a the Brewers Association, when they put out their report last year, only one percent of uh, brewery owners identify as black, um, and so it's a tiny, you know, with 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 with. Uh, with our percentages, it's just a, a, a minuscule amount, and it gets a little bit lower once you get into staff managers and people on site. You're at less than a percent, uh, but non-brewing members will hit around four percent. So there is a need in our communities to diversify, and, and I know that uh, the Michael James Jackson Foundation is doing that. Uh, also, the group that I work with, City Brew Tours, just recently started specifically a scholarship for um, Black female identifying uh, individuals to not only have money to train as brewers, but also uh, to get through their Rolodex of contacts for uh, work that comes out after that. Um, and even in, in our city, New York, while um, with the Brewing Association, uh, there's 434 New York state breweries. Only three of them are black owned. Um, there's Harlem Brewing, Harlem Blue, and then Daleview Biscuit and Beer. Uh, and that last one is the only one with its own brewing location. Wow. So, wow. Yep. It's a very limited amount. Other ones are, are doing primarily contract brewing. So there's a need in our industry to, in this industry, I should say, yeah. uh, to, to diversify for sure. Agreed. Yeah, there was a, when, when I first discovered uh, these beers, there was a really great article uh, in the New York Times. I think this was probably back in August. Yeah, it was August 28th, uh, where they t- just talked about all the various issues surrounding this. This project was was highlighted as well. Um yeah, and they mentioned the 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 foundation you talked about. If anyone wants to look that up, it's uh, August twenty eighth. The article is titled "The Beer Industry Looks for Ways to Help Black Brewers." Very good. Yeah. Really, really illuminating well, article. And it's been exciting, honestly, to see breweries sort of stepping up and having some introspection. But it's also been interesting to see people using beer as a way to spark conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, because beer is historically, and going all the way back, it's a social beverage, right? To the, to the point where after the Black Plague, we kind of all rebelled against the church in Europe and started creating pubs as a way to get together and do things. Um, right. And so, so it's been fun to see breweries, especially when right now one of the ways we can connect is through beer to really take on this mantle. Um, and in addition to the, you know, Black is Beautiful project, another one of our New York breweries, Finback, has created the double IPA uh, Breathing Conversations, 
um, which in the can itself has discussion prompts to get people to start talking about issues of race um, and inequality, um, specifically around George Floyd, I know was the impetus for that one, um, to get people to kind of start having those conversations. Um, mm -hmm. And they, you know, similarly to this, they've had numerous breweries that have signed on in order to continue those discussions, whether they're in person or on social media uh, around a beer. Yeah, and uh, back when the pandemic started, other half started a uh, other half brewing started the all together mm -hmm. uh, beer, which mm -hmm. was all the same IPA recipe, and that had that had another thousand plus breweries had done that. So it's a great trend. It's an excellent trend to have absolutely socially conscious beers being brewed collectively among all the uh, different breweries, and it's it's great to see an industry where people come together so well. And it was interesting. I remember, we, we, we've been talking about this for a while. And Beer Wonder, I remember that you uh, you had mentioned something to me uh, about, I, I actually don't even want to name the brewery because I don't want to get them any more negative attention. Uh, but uh, but about one brewery that experienced some backlash. From yes. This, and when we should highlight and give them support. Uh, and I think we should. I think we should give everyone support who's participating in this project. I don't mention them just in case that... Yeah, we don't need to go negative on breweries. That, no, I, no, I mean I because the, the, really the brewery is doing something positive, so I don't want to talk about the negative things that happened to me. Because after you mentioned that to me, I was really I did a Google search for "black is beautiful" backlash, mm. and I I could find virtually nothing. So for the most part, I'm sure there are plenty of online trolls who are you know taking a stand against this, but for the most part, this whole this 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 movement has been embraced. Yeah, I'm still waiting for the Budweiser version, but. Yeah. Okay. Well, they just hop, they just hopped on that seltzer train, so I'm afraid uh, I'm afraid they they may not they may not be be hip to this quite yet. I can't imagine what a Budweiser Stout would taste like. <laughs> I was just drinking this. It, this reminded me of something in my childhood, which is strange. Is it for a beer? And I was yeah. thinking, you ever drink Moxie soda? It, it, Moxie. It, it looks like like this. Uh, and no, that that old, uh, that might be a New England thing. It's a New it is. It's a New England thing, and it's one of the first. You got Moxie, kid. <laughs> it's one of the very first mass-produced uh, soft drinks. And I remember as a kid, you get a Moxie and you go, "What the? It's like terrible, you know? <laughs> you know? It's not sweet. Although it says it's supposed to be sweet with a bitter finish. It's made with gentian root extract, and so I don't know. This reminds me maybe a little a little bit of Moxie. It's certainly in a, in a good way. way. In a good way. In a, in a, but as a Because you're saying when you started tasting it, it wasn't very good, but it's an acquired taste. Right. If you're an eight-year-old drinking something like this, you're going to be like, what the? <laughs> like moxie. It's a little got a moxie vibe. This, uh, yeah, talking about uh, not liking it, but then keeping on drinking it. Did either one of you guys see the uh, the Bill Burr thing on Saturday Night Live? I just no, I didn't see it. They're doing it's a, it's a whole thing where they're. We, I know we talked about Sam Adams a lot recently. They were uh, they were they were doing a test ta taste test for pumpkin Sam Adams pumpkin, right? And they're right. saying from real from real Boston residents, and they had plenty of people who were you know plants or whatever who were saying this is really good. It's very hot forward. And Bill Burr was playing the mass hole who was talking about how terrible it is, but he kept drinking it because it was free beer. Right, right. <laughs> he kept complaining about how bad it was, but he kept coming back and drinking more of it. Yeah, I meant to watch that. I didn't see it. No. Well, I got to mention, guys, because I've been sipping on this for a little while. I'm yeah. getting a, a kind of transformative feel that's starting to happen here. And so I looked at my notes on this one because I was figuring, trying to figure out what's going on because it's getting 
it was all like chocolate rich caramel, but it's starting to get like kind of fruity on me. And so I did a little digging. They're using traditional New York state hops and malt on this one, and they're using a Saison blend. So it okay. gives a little bit of that sort of grassy, piney, funky thing. And initially, mm-hmm. I think I was so overwhelmed by the chocolate and the crust, but now I'm really, it's starting to develop into something that's even more unique and almost fruity uh-huh. um, that I'm, I'm super digging on. That is really, is really making it go down super nice. Very good. Anything transformative? I'm, I'm with you? glad I got one in the I got one in the fridge. Well, perfect. You'll have to, you'll have to drink, drink it when we're done. This I uh, I actually did a little bit of re- since you did your research. I did my research into dulce de leche, uh, and uh, the de- the actual translation, the most direct translation is candy made of milk. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Um, and and it's 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 not specifically referred to as caramel, but if you look at the pictures of it, it very much looks like caramel. Yeah. In fact, like people also ask, is dulce de leche the same as caramel? Uh, I got does, it. Yeah. The, the process of making it is does have, it's not exactly the same, but the Venn diagram of making caramel and making dulce de leche has a lot. It make, meets in many places. So do you get a, do you get an, a sweetness and a uh, creaminess with it? I def, yeah, I definitely get the creaminess, but I mean, the caramel is, is the strongest taste that's there. Um, but all the, the, but, but the nice thing is because it is, uh, an Imperial stout, it doesn't make it cloying or, or overwhelming. I mean, it's, it's present in every sip, oh, but good. it's, uh, but the stout really grounds it. Well, I have one of those in my fridge too. Oh, Hux, oh you still have, you, you've had that in your fridge for a while. Have you tasted, have you not tasted it yet? I haven't had it. No, I like to age, oh, it's my, great. I like to age my canned stouts. <laughs> Sometimes well, it works. And, and as, it as you, as you should. <laughs> Um, no, I, uh, no, well, yeah, I, when, when I usually it, just don't I, drink a, a, a big stout sitting at home. I like to share them with, with uh, friends when I can. Well, that's know, how they're that's intended, good. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, uh, which makes it challenging being indoors all the time by oneself when I have a refrigerator full of stouts. Oh, I know. <laughs> that's I know. why this is always so fun. Well, which uh, is one why, of the many reasons why this is always so fun. Right. But it, it is interesting because, you know, here as as the seasons are changing and we're getting into, you know, if you're listening to this in real time in November, right, uh, the day before we all go out and vote, um, we're sort of starting to see, you know, all of this outdoor access we've had and the ability for people to come together uh, disappearing as the weather starts to go away. Yeah. So I think yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how that that works itself out. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting. Yep. Yeah, especially since uh, again now, Hophead uh, Huck has is really been pushing for us to have a tighter window between recording it, and he's he's right about this because at the time we're recording this one, we're seeing about a twenty percent spike over the last two weeks mm-hmm. uh, in right. new cases. So, I would love it if by the time you hear this, this is incredibly outdated, but I have a sneaking suspicion that it won't. Yeah, um, I yeah. do hope by the time you hear this, I will have already voted. Because I'm planning on early voting myself. Me too. We have a date set. Yes, we were allowed to early vote on the, the 25th or yep. 25th. Yes, us too. Uh, and it's placed within walking distance from my apartment. I plan to go the first day that I can. So if it's too crowded, I can come back the next day. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and again, if you're listening to this, you hopefully you've already voted. And if you haven't, 
vote on election day. Yep. And, <laughs> and, and as, as our resident poll worker uh, who has worked every election so far since the midterms this last year in New York state, please, yeah. please come and vote. Be nice to your poll workers. Stand in line. Do you we know yet what shift you're doing? Uh, well, because I know I'm definitely working election day uh, and I have a feeling I'm, I usually wind up working at the uh, location where I vote myself, which is great, um, which is uh, also walking distance from my super secret location. Um, but it's, uh, we, we start every day at five o'clock in the morning and on election day and we go until it's done. So that means if there's a line out the door until one o'clock in the morning, your poll workers are there. If your machines had something goofy and you had to move to ballot emergency ballot positions, your poll workers are there. I have been in situations where I have had to hand count ballots that didn't make yeah. it into the machine, uh, where I was there till four or five, six o'clock in the morning the next day, pulling over 24 hour shifts. So be nice to your poll workers, but also please come vote. Please come vote. We're yeah. here for you. We want to help you with this. And it's important, yeah. especially this year. Well, there's been a couple of beers about that too. One's called People Power that uh, I guess just was a was a free form. Just it could be whatever you like, but a yeah. lot of breweries have made the people power just pushing this the the get out and vote idea. And Tired Hands did one called "I Voted Today." Uh, get a picture for you guys. Oh, it's oh very nice. Never mind. Never mind. But uh, yeah, I, I think they started another initiative uh, just to get to get out the vote. So this is great. As we go to each next uh, national emergency. The brewing industry is there to create awareness. So that's, that's yeah. Really I mean, obviously, we're not saying oh, do this and everything's solved, but it it certainly it it, it starts the conversation. Uh, it it helps keep it alive. It contributes in its own way in these often times when it feels like there's not a whole lot we necessarily can do on a day to day basis. It's something. Yeah, yeah, I've been feeling <laughs> that for sure. For sure. Luckily, yeah. we have beer. That is true. And honestly, it, if I, I, I plan to stock up on some fun to drink after my poll worker shift. And I hope everybody, you know, uses this as this little self-care moment, right? Because as, as much as we don't want to always rest on the alcohol, a good beer to help take the edge off after a rough day standing in line for the polls is well-deserved. Indeed. Very satisfying. Yeah. And the, uh, I, 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 I'm off topic, but on topic. What about how you guys missing draft beer? Because we're not really going to too many bars. You're drinking more out of cans. So even though I've barely left my neighborhood, <laughs> I uh, I have been going to Astoria Beer and Cheese regularly. Oh yeah, nearby. Yeah, because they it's right around the corner from me, and they have a b- backyard, mm-hmm. uh, love little beer garden there. And I try and go on a weekday at around two in the afternoon. Like I was just there yesterday, right. and mm-hmm. it was great. There were like, I mean, I mean, this is it's it's relatively small, but there were. There were between us and the and the other people who were there, us meaning me and two other friends who are my neighbors down the street. Uh, and there were it was one table with one person and another table with four people, and that was it for the entire place. So yeah, so uh, my my last draft beer was there yesterday, and it was a sweet water big bunny. Which ah. has a much longer, funnier name, but I can't recall <laughs> it right now. But Good. it was a. Not surprisingly, an imperial stout because uh, I'm very predictable. Yeah, I think that's that, why. That's why I'm Captain Porter Brown Stout. Yes. <laughs> well, I got to go to District 96 Brewing uh, a few weeks ago, and yeah, uh, I did have their uh, other half collab, the uh, Mother of All Dippas M O A D. Yeah, and uh, it was on draft. It was actually quite good. <laughs> so yeah, it, it lived up to its name. Well, and yeah, that reminds me. Uh, last week. Uh, 
I told I told you guys this. I I decided uh, on a, a bit of a whim, but a little bit beyond that. I uh, I'd been tr- trying to get myself up to. I hadn't been to Manhattan mm-hmm. since March, uh, and I was uh, I rode uh, rode a bike down to Queens Plaza, and I said, "All right, I'm going over the bridge. I'm going to go the go to the Pony Bar." Yeah. So I I I, 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 that, yeah. I went over the bridge. Uh, I rode 15 blocks because the the bridge is like 59th, and this is the uh, Oh, I guess now it's known as the uh, the Koch. as the Koch, the Koch. But those of us here uh, mostly still call it either the Queensboro Bridge or the 59th Street Bridge, mm-hmm. or as my father calls it, the Groovy Bridge. Yeah, it's in the song. You can't you can't call it. The well, Koch. yes, that, and that that's and that's it because my dad had never really spent any time in New York before I started living here, uh, but he knows that the name of the song is the 59th Street Bridge song. Mm-hmm. Yes, better. Any time that I I even put the words 59th Street Bridge into conversation, uh, he his next sentence will have the word groovy in it. So (laughs) I I I biked over the groovy bridge. Uh, I rode 15 blocks up to the Pony Bar. A lot of bikes on the Upper East Side right now. (laughs) And I biked there, and I got there, and I saw okay, it wasn't really crowded, but there were people at every table. Yep. And there was one, and I was trying to figure out if anyone was sitting there. And while I was waiting there, figuring it out, someone was sitting there. I'm like, yeah, not today. <laughs> so I took a wistful look at the pony bar, knowing I would be back. <laughs> and I biked back over the bridge, and I came back to Queens. And I had, uh, and I went to John Brown's Barbecue, oh, nice. which had a much bigger backyard and barely anyone there. And I think I had a six-point... I'm gonna. I was gonna say Bengali IPA, but I'm not even sure it was that one. But it was a had a six point IPA and some barbecue, and that was my adventure for that day. Sounds great. And then two days later, we all hung out together in the park. Yeah, that's we true. Sure did. Enjoying the last of our outdoor weather today, um, which was lovely. Right. Um, yep. I, I had my own uh, adventure in beer uh, going forward as well. I um, spent a little time at a new place called the Beer Garage, or new to me at least, here in Park Slope area. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, yeah. Uh, they actually, uh, they, they, they're followers of us. Let's see. Hey, Bear Garage. How you doing? I had a great time. Um, enjoyed the outdoor dining, met up with, um, some folks of mine who work in the tourism industry, uh, working in food. And we kind of caught up and heard about what was going on there. Um, cool. and I was really, it was the first time I'd had a draft beer in a while and it was incredible to have it out of a glass that I didn't pour. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't it, plastic? It was plastic, yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That was the strange yeah, thing. Because John well, Brown, for the first time I had had it in a glass at a at a bar. Well, actually, now, now that I think about it, it may not have been plastic. Um, but every every other every other place I've been to, which is a, I can count on one hand probably, uh, has served it in plastic if I'm there. Because mm-hmm. that's, uh, part of being safe is being a little less green. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I also did make my first in, in preparation for this episode in my week in beer. I did make my first trip uh, over to see our friends over at uh, Wild East. Um, and, oh yeah, uh, yep. And that was uh, pretty exciting. First off, they've got a great setup on the outside, and of course, okay. New York City has recently started indoor dining, um, and they were barely open or not even open, I believe, when okay. all of the indoor times happened. So they were I just did, getting ready to open, I think. Yeah, it was just at the beginning. So I did peek in, and I believe they had three or four tables, and they were doing a fantastic job of checking temperatures and making sure that they recorded all the stuff that they needed for the people who were in there. But I also 
really enjoyed my um, contactless beer pickup experience. So for them, and I'm sure many other breweries are doing this, and Huck, I'm sure you've got all the all the details on this, but um, I was able to order it on my phone yeah. uh, for pickup within 25 minutes. So I was taking the uh, subway back from my place of work uh, and I popped out and walked part of the way home to swing by and pick it up. And they had it ready for me right there. And it was fantastic. And in addition to this, it, true, I got to say, this Black is Beautiful is growing on me in a way I was not expecting. <laughs> I, am not, I am not that much of a stout fan, but like I could, pr- I have a bunch more of these and I will drink all of them. Oh, good. Um, Excellent. I yeah, think I, I have one left in my refrigerator. Yeah. I, I, that was the first one I found. I, this summer I'd found I found that one, and then I found the 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 a story of beer and cheese had a different one on draft, and I don't remember what it was, and I should look that up and have that before the end of uh, this episode. Um, but the one thing I, I was mentioning about our get together in the park the day before Columbus Day, the beer vendors had a socially distanced meeting. Very true in Astoria Park. You may have seen you may have seen pictures of it on. Uh, the various social medias. I say that because I know I know Instagram is the one everyone is 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 at. Yes, but, but uh, Captain, but, but Captain, we put in all of them. What are these? How can I find these social medias while you're speaking of them? Well, our uh, we're at the Beer Avengers, and that's you can find that on both Twitter and on Instagram. Um, hopefully, both places had had a bit of a hiccup with Twitter, but hopefully, by the time you hear this, we'll have that all fixed. Uh, and. Uh, I think if you just do a search of the Beer Avengers on Facebook, you'll find our page there. I think we're the only ones that list as the Beer Avengers. Correct. And our blog is at beeravengersblog at wordpress.com. Well said, sir. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't believe I <laughs> did not screw up before and definitely edited that out. We don't edit our show. At uh, all. However, we're we hosted did... by Podbean. If you go to beervengers.podbean.com, uh, that's where you can. You may even be listening to that right now on this, but we're also on iTunes. Yep. Uh, but but we did have our, our socially distant, very important yes. meeting where we solved all the world's beer problems. Yeah. We did. Well, we weren't drinking beer because you're not supposed to do that in the park. No, we would never. No, do that. we were drinking plastic cups with <laughs> other. We, yeah, we, were, we were drinking empty collectibles. Hey, we're beer vengers. We can do what we want. That's fair. Exactly. That's fair. And and we, honestly, we, we're, not, we're not following your rules. But I mean, but, we're we're pretending to, but we're yeah. not. But that, yeah, it's, that's the plastic cups. The plastic cups weren't see through. No, correct. Yeah, you're discussing beer. Yeah, you want to be able to see the see the beer through the glass. But hey, you know, like you said, exactly. you do some concessions. Exactly. You know, casual global pandemic. Certain things have to fall by the wayside. Yeah. Yeah. But like it, they like they didn't before in New York City. Fair. Beer That's Avengers, how people have always been drinking in parks. You were about to tell us something, I believe, uh, Mister Wonder. Oh no, I was just going to say it, it is. It is. You know, it's the way that we socialize now, and I'm going to be interested to see as things move forward and as as we develop what that now looks like. And you know, hopefully, this podcast is a way for the Beer Avengers to continue to spread our beer magic around the world. Yeah, with uh, I just spoke to my mother today, and so she's like. I don't know what Thanksgiving looks like. Like, yeah. how does that work? How's it going to work? And because we don't even know what the numbers are going to look like. Even even when you're listening to this, we're in mid 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 October. You're listening to this in early November. We don't know what numbers are looking like. Right now, my state, my the state that my father lives in is safe. 
and I, I could go there and come back and not do the quarantine thing, but yeah. I don't know what it's going to look like by the end of November. Well, I can do that too in Massachusetts, but yeah. uh, it's like, even we haven't really even done the indoor thing. I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, it's, it's all pretty unnerving, but Hey, you got to eat Turkey at some point. These turkeys got to get it. But in the meantime, you have the beer Avengers podcast. <laughs> when you're, when you're in trouble, when you're feeling down, turn the podcast. <laughs> is that going to be the new theme song? Or maybe, maybe that'll be the closing theme. That's yeah, the closing theme. <laughs> yeah, this always... is the, the podcast based on a blog, based on a Twitter handle, based on some people hanging out, having a good time, experiencing beer. Magic. Experiencing their experiences. Yeah, we got to get the, oh my all, goodness. The, all those lyrics going to have to get in the. Trademark that. That's, that'll 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 be the the deleted oh, tracks. Well, Huck, Huck, oh, we've we've you we, you've heard Sorry, from guys. the captain and I on our our weeks in beer, uh, and you're you are you are like trend alert guy. You know always what's going on there. Tell us about your week in beer. What are the trends this week? Well, the black is beautiful is is uh, trending, which is really great. Yeah, uh, six point just put one out just today. Fantastic! Right. All of their proceeds are going to the uh, the Michael the Jackson Foundation. And uh, what else is trending? Well, the uh, everybody's got a fest beer this year. It seems like yep. um, referring to Oktoberfest or the, Marzins. Yes, that is what I picked up also at Wild East. Their Life on Mars with a Z is exceptional. Yep, if you are digging cool. that Oktoberfest life, and I've gotten a couple from one called Merriment from uh, Schilling Brewing. Which is in northern New Hampshire. Apparently, that actually, they've actually been in existence for about nine years, but we're just getting them here in New York. And oh, they're wow. great. It's just a great lager house, just like really delicate, just tasty lagers. And they're just really, really good at it. And so I'm really happy to, to get to find more of those. Yeah. Uh, so, shilling, that's trending with me. Uh, of course, the hazy IPA continues to. To top all trends, uh, everybody loves their hazies, and you know I, I I like them, and I used to I used to really just like them exclusively, but uh, I like having one periodically now. Yeah, uh, really good one. Uh, what else is trending? Well, did you pick anything up this week that you're particularly excited about? Uh, yeah, I got a couple of new shilling beers, uh, like I was saying, and uh, mm. a couple from Wild East, uh, nice lagers. And I got Have a couple you been getting those night. at the Harlem Hops? Yeah, uh, Harlem Hops, I haven't been up there, uh, but that's a great spot to get stuff that's just super rare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They just got a... Yeah, that Equilibrium you had that couple weeks ago, I've, I haven't seen that anywhere else. Well, you can get it at Equilibrium, but Equilibrium is in Middletown, right, New but- York, so it's... The, what was that one called? That blue beer you had? Yes, t- two tickets to Pellet Ice. Magic. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw the Tripping Animals Brewing out of Florida. Interesting. They just uh, got a shipment into the city just now. Uh, I think it's they have IPAs and they have some sours, and they have great can art. <laughs> I Always think they're, good. They're literally saying their their art is uh, it looks like different animals on drugs. Yeah. So uh, that's fun. So, Huck, if we're in New York City and we want to find out who's got the goods, where should we be looking? Where should we be looking? Well, right now, uh, I, like I said, Harlem Hops is really good. I get stuff at Bread and Honey, which is at Columbus Circle. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember you mentioning that one before. If you're into hazy IPAs and you just want to get one can of each, that's a great place to go. Because they have other half, they have Finback, they have Graham. Yeah. Uh, they get a lot of the good stuff. District 96, they're getting a lot of that. They're not, they're not selling as many lagers as I want to see. But it's also that the craft breweries aren't making as many lagers. So because you're living that lager life. I'm trying to live that lager life. It's an interesting approach to craft beer because, like I said, the hazy IPA is king. But I'm looking for lager, so I have to sort of look in between the lines and find who's really making the good ones. Uh-huh. And so that's been, it's been fun. It's a fun hobby. The problem is i got a fridge full of beer. i got to drink them and then, so I can go out and get more. Yeah, that was a trend I saw on, I uh, can't remember if it was Twitter or Instagram the other day, saw someone talking about how the the difficulty, actually it might've been the, the Massachusetts one you shared with me on Facebook. The one where someone said they, they, the dilemma of having a fridge full of beer you need to get to, but all these great new things that you don't want to miss out on. Yeah. Yeah. Was it the Trillium? Oh, no, no it's Farm, some, right? it, 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 what's that? Well, they got Fox Farm out of Connecticut. That's what I got left. No, this wasn't a brewery. This is something you, you cued me into on Facebook uh, about. Oh, the, the New England craft beer. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's actually a good, it's a good Facebook group. Uh, a lot of these, sometimes these Facebook groups have a lot of weird characters in them, but the New England craft yeah. beer exchange or it's not exchange, but it, 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 it's literally talking about New England. It's mostly people up in New England, yeah. but that's a it's a really nice uh, nice place to exchange ideas and tell people. About oh, cool! It. Yeah, I like that. Now, Ethan, you, uh, well, I mean, uh, uh, Fred, <laughs> did you uh, <laughs> you were uh, good old Fred, Fred Wonder? You were Fred Wonder. <laughs> I, it's always me. It's always me that breaks the. the, the oh no, no! Uh, Beer Wonder's done it a few times. I've myself, done it a right? number of times. Yes. So, Fred, our, tell our me. secret our secret identities are not actually that secret, unfortunately. Yeah, honestly, the the, pic, the pictures I put on the poor pictures I put on for episode two have all their faces very clearly. But well, uh, well, if you go to Hophead Huck, aka Pale Male, it says my name on the on the on the banner, so you can figure it out. Yes, Plus, whether I'm, it's I'm Kevin a, or a, uh, Jimmy, fake, uh, Kenny, uh, former celebrity. Um, now, uh, Beer Wonder, you were you were trying to cue me to tell you something. Did I? Did I, what, did I say everything that was supposed well, to? Well, yeah. No, you did a great job. I was just asking for what your weekend beer was like. And I know, you see, see, I feel like you have the pulse on what the kids, as we would say, are drinking out there. Like what is, what's hot in the beer world right now? And you, yeah. you've always got, you've always got the goods for us. You're the, you're one of the people I look to for that kind of stuff. So, you know, follow the man on the Instagrams. He'll give you the goods and make sure yeah. you follow us too. Cause he Avenger. keeps yeah, putting a lot of that on the beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we first started, uh, planning this episode we we were all trying to find black is beautiful near us uh and uh that like in fact the first one i got was i might even have in a moment because i'm almost to the end of the tulsa de leche fifth hammer has a really nice uh nice imperial stout from black is beautiful okay uh but that was the first one i bought uh, a few weeks ago you might have might have heard me talking about how that i I had ridden out to long island city and i'd gone to uh Rockaway and Fifth Hammer, and that's when I got a four pack of of their version of it, and that's when I started looking for for other ones. Um, now you you said yours was I, I realized did you mention Keg and Lantern with yours, or did you just say non sequitur? I just said non sequitur. I know that it's brewed at Keg and Lantern. 
Okay, mm-hmm. because Keg and Lantern is listed on the can as well, right? So. Yes, it's it's uh, just mentioned as uh, produced and canned by Keg and Lantern. In but Brooklyn. one of the ones that one of the oh, ones that we were all looking for was Finback. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you got the breathing conversations, thinking you had a black. Is I did. Yeah, I grabbed it too quick without. Thinking. And I went to the Sea Town on Twenty Eighth Avenue because they were listed on beer menus as having it, and I got there, they were out of it. Mm. Uh, and so I was thinking of you, Huck, a couple of days ago when I was looking on beer menus again, and apparently they have some at Harlem Hops. Ah, okay. Or at least they did when I looked at it two days ago. So I, Last time I looked at Harlem Hops, they only had the, the Gun Hill. Okay. But uh, I'll take another look. Yeah, Finback, I hope at some point in the future... Uh, and it's going to happen. At some point in the future, we're going to feature Finback beer because they're a Queens brewery that uh, does outstanding work. Since um, we're on the subject, Harlem Hops is a completely black-owned bar. Yep. Okay. So that that's, is correct. Uh, that's one to support as well, Harlem Hops. On, uh, they are a on bar the- slash bottle shop? Yeah. They just actually opened their doors again for customers, which is great. Okay. So they have, a little, they have a little patio outside, and they're doing the 25% indoors. But they got also the same kind of deal like a story beer and cheese or St. Gambrinus where they're just as much a bottle shop as they are a bar. Exactly. Yeah. They, so they have okay. a full draft list and they also, another interesting thing they have there, they have a $5 can menu. Oh, okay. Wow. And it's pretty extensive. Wow. You know, it's a lot of standards like uh great South Bay and some other ones. Uh, sure. Is it like you can get a six point uh, mm-hmm. uh, crisp or something like that, you know, uh, and some some imports, but it's a pretty nice five dollar menu. So if you just wanted to go up there and you had twenty bucks in your pocket, you could have a. Couple now you were of telling me a couple of days ago that you're having a hard time finding places that are doing growlers right now. Are they, is that one? Is that I said that. one of the places? Well, one of you guys. Said- no, that was me. So a lot of uh, breweries uh, and and other places have stopped doing growlers specifically because they're worried about sanitary issues. Um, they don't okay. Want, you pay a lot of people handling things, so many of them have moved over to growlers. Um, so I've well, those I've places got- do. Well, some of those places still do growlers if you buy the growler from them that day. Uh, I'm not aware, so I'm always okay. on the lookout. I was going to say, let us know on the social medias if you know a good place that's doing growler fills because I've got a bunch yeah. of them, and I would love to get them a little bit of love right now. Absolutely. Yeah, in fact, a uh, little, little, little behind the curtain again. The uh, the growler that you see uh, in our logo is a single cut growler. We wanted it. We with the one with the it has the, our logo, the Beer Avengers, but it uh, they have a very unique growler. Oh, at least yeah. when I bought it, I hope they. I don't know if they still sell those particular ones or not. Yeah, um, you've had that one a long time. I have. It's it's, uh, it's a classic. It's, it's unlike any growler I have. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're uh, we, we, we it seems like we're going to keep doing this for the foreseeable future. Um, yeah. Some of the some of the episodes we have coming up, uh, we're going to do uh, we're going to do a, a pumpkin themed episode. We're going to actually go completely outside of the beer world, but actually in the beer world, because you find this in a lot of bars. We're going to do a cider episode. We have a few other things. Hey, and in case in case you're getting tired of hearing just these three beer vendors, we're going to start introducing you to the other beer vendors. We're going to start having some guests, and uh, so uh, you'll you'll find out the. Would it be the uh, well? If one is the is the is the would it be the the BPU? If the MCU is the Marvel Cinematic Universe, this would be the Beer Vendor Podcasting Universe. There you go. The P, the I BPU. Like it. It's a great acronym. The BPU. Brandon uh, now. 
<laughs> and so we're really looking forward to bringing more of that stuff to you. And we, we already, uh, we, 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 like I said, uh, at the beer Avengers at Instagram and, uh, and Twitter, the beer Avengers on, uh, Facebook and uh, Beer Avengers blog at wordpress.com. The Beer uh, Avengers dot word, uh, Beer Avengers blog dot wordpress.com. Just want to make sure. Thank that you. Works. Thank you. you uh, this the- is a 10 percenter that I'm almost to the end of, and I'm about to start another one, and it's been wonderful. I'm Thank so you so much for listening, everybody. Uh, and uh, this has been fun as always. And, Indeed. Uh, and Black Lives Matter. I see how he, see Huck and is Black clutching his youth. Absolutely. Black trans lives matter. That's 100%. not it. Yes. Black Lives Matter. Uh, fuck Trump and wear your fucking mask just and to vote. reset all that again. And vote. And vote. Vote for yeah. Trump. I mean, just. I'm, I may edit that out. That's 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 barely well, funny. You know how people always say, get out and vote. And you're like, OK, I'll go vote for Trump. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I think by this point, none of those people are listening. If they were dumb enough to if they stumbled across oh, this boy. at some we're point get at the now. 49 minute mark, those people aren't listening. Um, oh, they're talking about beer. They must, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, I and I see that that, that Huck is over there fun. clutching his uke, which is not a euphemism. Uh, he's getting ready to play us out. Thanks, everybody. Well, with a beer, 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 Avengers, beer, 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 Avengers, beer, 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 Avengers, with a beer, Avengers.